Before we get into tonight's stories, I have one relating to the first one. Were you or are you a collector of anything? When I was younger, I collected DVDs. I had over 150 at one point, but eventually sold them all or gave them away to some thrift shop or something when we moved. Didn't have any room for them anymore. And then I moved on to Funko Pops and got rid of those as well. Don't really collect anything else now, um, but let me know. Do you collect anything or have you collected anything? Let me know in the comment section below. I'm really curious. And now, let's get into tonight's stories. I'm an avid Lego collector whose entire home is filled with completed Lego sets. I refuse to let any of my younger cousins over as I'm terrified that their wandering hands will destroy one of my cherished works of art. My favorite piece is a Lego Death Star as building it was one of the happiest moments of my life. I've recently started searching on the dark web as there is some Lego merchandise that's nearly impossible to find on the normal internet. A notification popped up on my screen one day with a link to another page. I was a bit wary about opening, but curiosity got the better of it. I practically jumped out of my chair when I opened the link to discover one of the rarest Lego sets up for sale. I was practically drooling as I gazed at the screen. I didn't even think about it and immediately purchased it. My heart was pounding in my chest as I finalized the purchase as I couldn't believe I'd found this. The next few weeks were very stressful as I was really paranoid that I'd been scammed. I arrived home one day and froze in shock to discover the Lego box sitting in my living room. I searched my entire home, but couldn't find out how they'd gotten out. My fear quickly turned to joy as I opened the box and gazed at the contents. <laughs> I don't think I slept over the next few days as I spent my entire time constructing this Lego set. I was practically jumping for joy when I finally finished it and placed it in a pride of place amongst the other sets. I went to sleep that night with the biggest smile on my face as I couldn't believe I'd been so lucky. The next morning I awoke and I knew something was really wrong as my bed was beyond uncomfortable. I pushed myself up and stared around me in confusion as I wasn't in my bedroom. My surroundings looked familiar, somehow, but no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't figure out where I was. The floor was strangely uneven, and I was having to be extremely careful, as I didn't want to fall and injure myself. I slowly made my way across to a door and carefully pulled it open. I peered down a hallway that was lit by a strange green light. I tiptoed forward toward the end of the hallway in hopes of escaping. I passed the window and froze in amazement as I gazed down at the view from inside my own home. I instinctively ducked when I heard a noise behind me and felt the breeze of something pass inches above my head. <clears throat> I spun around and stood there with my mouth hanging agape at the yellow monstrosity standing before me. Its head was perfectly round with eyes that appeared to be bulging out of its skull. 
Its mouth was opened in a demonic grin that grew wider when it saw me flinch away. A small, yellow tongue popped out of its mouth and I almost screamed as it began to caress my cheek. My gaze shifted and I caught sight of its vice-like hands that were opening and closing rapidly. I finally understood what this creature was and I began backing away with my eyes locked on this life-size Lego person. It raised its hand and began indicating for me to come closer. My brain finally regained control and I turned and fled. Every step was agony as my bare feet smashed down on the uneven floor. I turned around corners numerous times but there was no end to this hallway. I stopped after a few minutes to catch my breath and looked down at my bruised and bloody feet. I raised my head to find the Lego man standing inches away from me. His body was now covered in lesions that began dripping worms onto the floor and I began backing away as they crawled toward me. His hand shot it and latched onto mine. The worms converged on me and I bit my tongue to keep from screaming as they latched onto my skin. The Lego man began emitting a strange noise and it took me a few seconds to realize he was laughing at my misfortune. I snapped at this point and lashed out with my good hand and punched him in the face. I watched in wonder as his head went flying across the hallway. His grip on my hand suddenly subsided as his body moved around in search of the head. I quickly ripped the worms off my legs and was revolted to discover they'd been feasting on my blood. I began to laugh as I kicked the head further away by mistake. My mirth was short-lived as it took less than a minute to find its head and put it back on. It turned back toward me and I could feel the utter hatred emanating from it. I turned on my heels and rushed around the nearby corner and smashed headfirst into a dead end. My head was pounding and I could feel blood pouring from my nose from the impact of the wall. I could hear the unmistakable sounds of the Lego man getting closer and knew that my fate was sealed. I rose my head and noticed that the wall had buckled slightly when I ran into it. I didn't even think about it and began throwing myself against the wall. I felt an agonizing pain in my hand moments before the wall collapsed beneath my weight. I awoke on the floor of my Lego room a short time later and tried to push myself to my feet and screamed in pain the second I put my hands on the floor. My eyes shifted to my arms and I could see bones protruding where they'd been broken. I noticed a tiny little item attached to one arm and I could feel my fear rising as I saw it was the arm of a Lego person. I shifted my arm slightly and knocked it to the floor before stomping on it with my blood-soaked feet. I threw out every Lego set and then burned them after I got back from the hospital. Ever since that night... I've awoken in a cold sweat as I'm convinced that there is someone in the room with me. This morning, I woke up coughing and struggling to breathe. I rushed to the bathroom and vomited up a Lego man. His grin was painted on, but it felt like he was mocking me. I gave him the middle finger before flushing down the toilet. I was still shaking as I walked into my living room and stopped dead in my tracks as my eyes rested on all my Lego sets arrayed around the room. I could still see the fire damage and burn marks covering each piece. Dozens of Lego people covered every surface and were all staring toward me. They were all carrying tiny little weapons and were all aimed at me. 
I began backing away and rushed into my bedroom and locked the door. I now lie on my bed underneath the sheets hiding while listening to the sounds as they try to break their way into my room. Please, help me. I have a semi-popular YouTube channel where I visit well-known hotels and then show my viewers how messy the hotel rooms actually are. I don't make much money off the channel, but I'd hoped to make this my main income stream when my channel finally took off. It took me months to become comfortable listening to my own voice as I hated the sound of it growing up. My latest visit was to one of the highest rated hotels in Dublin. I arrived early and checked into my room, and I dumped my belongings into the room and then headed down to the hotel bar to get some food and some liquid courage. I went back to my room a few hours later when it had gone dark outside and prepared to set up for my video. I placed one camera on my forehead and another in the corner of the room so I could record everything that was going on. I drew the curtains to block out the lights from the adjacent buildings as I didn't want them to ruin any of my feed. I grabbed my trusty black light, which is a godsend as it helps show all the stains that the naked eye cannot see. I started narrating my video and explaining where I was and how much I spent on my booking. After a few failed attempts, I got the intro right and prepared to start the main part of my video. I turned off the main bedroom light, which meant the room was almost in pitch darkness. I turned on the black light and then started to shine it around the bed. There wasn't a square inch of them that wasn't covered in something or other. I turned the black light around and began to search the rest of the room. I was scanning the floor and froze in place as they showed a pair of feet in front of me. My eyes scanned ahead of me, but the darkness in this side of the room was so thick that I couldn't see anyone. My heart was thumping in my chest as I slowly raised the black light upward. I almost screamed as a small boy was lit up in front of me. He stood there unmoving in the corner of the room. His face was littered with scars, and it took me a few seconds to notice that his eyeballs had been carved out of his skull. I almost vomited as a worm crawled out of his eye socket and collapsed to the floor. He opened his mouth as if to speak. A long yellow tongue exited his mouth and began licking his lips. I flinched back from his breath as it somehow reminded me of graveyards and death. I finally regained my wits and rushed toward the light switch, flipped it back on. I stood there in shock as the boy had now vanished. I was about to write the whole thing off as just being my imagination until I saw the worm moving along on the ground. My entire body went numb as I felt someone's breath against my arm. My eyes traveled downward, but I couldn't see anyone standing there. I practically screamed as I felt his tongue caress my arm and jumped backwards, dropping the black light in the process. Now I stood, cowering in the far corner of the room as the lights were switched off. The black light on the floor lit up a pair of feet for a few moments as they made their way toward me. My brain was pleading with me to run, but I had nowhere to flee to as I had no idea where I'd gone. My eyes darted from side to side in the hopes of seeing him, but to no avail. 
I stopped moving as dozens of unseen hands began caressing every inch of my body. They began using their nails to cut my skin and I could feel blood oozing down my legs and pooling into my shoes. My eyes darted back up to the black light as I knew it was my only salvation. I lunged forward to grab it but ended up tripping over the edge of the bed and landing heavily on the floor. I had to shake my head a few times as I was seeing stars. I carefully raised my eyes and was beyond ecstatic to see the black light was almost within reach. I was about to reach out for it when hands began trying to pull me beneath the bed in certain doom. I tried to grab onto anything to slow them down, but nothing was within reach. I instinctively kicked out and felt a perverse joy as I connected with something and felt it break. The grip on my legs decreased and I pulled myself forward with the last of my strength until I grabbed onto the black light. I shone it toward the bed and gazed in terrified wonder as the room was now filled with children. Every single one of them was missing their eyeballs, yet somehow they all seemed to be looking directly at me. The original boy was standing front and center, but his jaw now looked displaced as he was likely the recipient of my earlier kick. They began to advance on me as I slowly backed away. I had no way of reaching the door as they stood between it and me. I was forced into the bathroom, which was partly lit up by a light from the building across the street. I fell into the bathtub and laid there, awaiting my fate. After a few moments, I looked up to see them standing in the doorway, unmoving. I noticed to my delight that they wouldn't enter an area that was lit up by natural light. I stupidly gave them the middle finger and then flinched as they all began screaming at the top of their lungs. Thousands of worms began falling out of their eyeballs and littering the floor. Thankfully, they couldn't climb to the bathtub, so I just ducked my head down and prayed they wouldn't get me. I awoke the next morning covered in aches and bruises. I carefully raised my head and peeked out to see that the room was now empty. Sunlight streamed in the window above me as I pushed myself out of the bathtub. My legs were covered in dried blood. As I gathered my meager belongings and fled the room. I got a lot of strange looks as I made my way through reception and paid the bill, but honestly, I couldn't care anymore. Tonight, I finally mustered the courage to watch the footage from that night and was about to hit play when I felt the unmistakable feeling of someone's breath on my arm. Small trigger warning, this story contains a short scene of violence toward animals. I'll leave the timestamp for the end of the story on screen. That way you can skip through if it gets to be a little too much. I moved into my new apartment about two months ago, and it has been the best few months of my life. I had previously lived with my parents, who despised each other, which meant I was always stuck in the middle of their arguments. The building I live in is perfect for me, as it's only a few minutes walk to work. I noticed on the first day there that there wasn't a 13th floor, as it skips from 12th to the 14th floor. I asked one of my neighbors about it. She explained that the original owners had been extremely superstitious and decided to exclude it. I was honestly a bit disappointed about this, as I would consider the number 13 to be one of my lucky numbers. If the floors had been done correctly, then I would have ended up living on the 13th floor. 
Lately, I've been hearing weird noises coming from my pipes, which sound like someone's screaming. The caretaker told me that it was just my imagination and to stop bothering him. Today, I decided to go to the shop and grab some beers, as it had been a long week and I deserved a treat. I arrived home afterward, drenched as the skies had opened with a deluge of rain when I was within sight of my building. I shook off as much of the excess water as possible in the reception, but I could feel water sloshing about in my runners. I walked over to the elevator and was delighted as it immediately opened, as it meant I'd get home quicker. I pressed the button for my floor while trying to search for my apartment keys, which I'd misplaced somewhere. I was in a world of my own when the elevator doors reopened and I instinctively walked out. I made the short trip toward my apartment and let out a sigh of relief as I finally found my keys. I paused in the hallway as my apartment door was wide open. The hairs on the back of my neck stuck out and a small voice in the back of my head told me to run. My legs moved forward of their own free will and the rest of my body was brought along for the ride. My legs eventually stopped inside the doorway as I gazed around me in confusion. Someone had placed wallpaper all over the walls with pictures of human faces with expressions looked like they were in the throes of agony. My blood froze as each of these faces turned toward me and stared at me. They all opened their mouths and began projectiles spraying a black substance at me. I jumped back and the spray missed me by mere inches. It landed on the floor beside me and the carpet immediately began smoking as it burned straight through the wooden floor beneath. I let out a shriek of pain as a small drop of the substance landed on my arm. I tried not to pass out from the overwhelming pain as the substance cut through my flesh like it was butter. I raised my arm carefully and was amazed to discover that I could see straight through to the bone. The substance must have cauterized the wound as there was no blood coming from the hole. I heard a strange rasping noise and looked up to discover the heads were all laughing at my predicament. I turned and fled the room, and I could hear their laughing even through the closed door. It was only then that I noticed the room number it was 1308, which meant that I was somehow on a floor that didn't exist. Voices began approaching me from down the hallway, and I moved toward them in hopes of getting help. I turned the corner and immediately apologized as I collided with someone. A scream caught in my throat as they turned to face me, their body covered in stitches with blood cascading down their body and pooling on the floor. Their eyeballs were hanging from their face as their eye sockets had been stitched shut. They raised their hands toward me and I couldn't stop shaking as I saw there was a mouth in the palm of their hand. I didn't have time to react as this creature placed its hand on my shoulder and I felt the mouth latch onto my skin. It began biting into my skin and tearing chunks off before devouring them. I reached forward and grabbed onto the hanging eyeballs and tore them off. The creature let out an ear-splitting scream as I backed away as it began swaying from side to side. I heard the popping noises as it crunched the eyeballs beneath its feet. 
creature let out another agonized scream as it lunged toward me. I darted out of the way and watched as it collided with the wall and bounced off. It turned to face me and began swinging its arms from side to side in a desperate bid to find me. I ducked beneath its arms as it trundled past me. I began crawling away and almost vomited as I placed my hands on the crushed eyeballs. I reached the end of the hallway and looked back to see the creature was now tearing open its stitches one by one. I tore my gaze away as its intestines began pouring onto the carpeted floor. I lay on the floor trying to catch my breath and almost flinched away when I felt a tongue licking my face. I was relieved when I looked up to see a small dog sitting there, wagging its tail. I was so happy to see a friendly face that I didn't even think about it before reaching over to pet the dog. My arm sank into its flesh while the dog continued to wag its tail. I tried pulling my arm out, but the flesh closed around my arm, sealing it inside the animal. I lifted up the dog and began smashing its tiny body against the wall in the hopes of freeing my arm. Its tail continued wagging even as its skull was caved in. It took me reducing its body to a bloody and broken mess before I finally got my arm free. I began backing away from the dog as it continued wagging its tail. I turned another corner and began celebrating as I spotted the elevator at the end of the hallway. I quickened my pace as I wanted to get away from this godforsaken place as soon as possible. I stopped my tracks as a door opened in front of me and two young children walked out blocking my escape. They both wore identical clothing and stood there smiling at me. They looked normal, but I knew from recent experience that looks can be deceiving. They raised their hands and beckoned me forward, and my legs moved forward of their own accord until I stood right in front of them. They reached to the top of their faces, and I watched in terror as they began pulling down a zipper which removed the flesh from their bodies. Within a minute, their skin lay on a heap on the floor, leaving them standing there with tendons and muscles in full view. They reached toward the top of my forehead, looking for my zipper, but their bony fingers tore into my flesh as they strived to pull the skin from my body. Their smiles evaporated as they couldn't find my non-existent zipper, and they began letting out this wailing noise as I forced myself to cover my ears. Doors on all sides began opening around me as I fled toward the elevator. I peered into one of the rooms as I was running to see a man slowly being lowered into an upside-down lawnmower. I pressed the elevator door repeatedly while trying to ignore the sounds of the fast-approaching feet from behind me. I practically jumped into the elevator the second it opened and hammered the closed door button. The door began closing at a snail's pace and I breathed a sigh of relief as it finally closed. The elevator began shaking as something began pounding on the door in a bid to get in at me. I pressed the button to my floor and the elevator began to move upward. The door opened and I cautiously exited while checking to make sure I was on my floor before making my way toward my apartment. I walked inside and threw myself into the bed from exhaustion from everything that had happened. I was about to fall asleep when I looked at the hole in my arm and saw an eye peering out at me. 
I think I may need to find a new place to live. It had been another one of those boring days working in a small office on a Friday. Nothing of interest happened, and I was counting down the minutes until it was finally my weekend. It was a quiet enough afternoon, as we were all exhausted from a long, grueling week of repetitive work. One of my co-workers came upstairs, and we were talking about some nonsense when I jokingly told her not to join a cult over the weekend. Someone else heard me say this and decided to set me a challenge. They offered to pay me a grand if I could set up a cult with over a thousand members. I happily agreed, as it seemed like it was just like a bit of a laugh. I got home that evening and began contemplating the best ways of achieving my goals. Then I decided to just use Reddit, as people on there were willing to do anything for a laugh. I put up a message on R Ireland and explained the bet. Then, I set a date and a time and invited anyone who wanted to attend. The post quickly took off, and within days, thousands of people had agreed to come. I set up the party slash cult meeting in a large clearing in a forest in Caven. I erected a small shrine in the corner for the god our cult was supposed to worship. I had originally called the god Bob, and then decided to stick with that name just because it seemed funny. People slowly began showing up in small groups, and thankfully had brought their own food and drink. Most of them laughed when they saw Bob's shrine, and it was quickly covered in random items which people claimed were offerings. Within a few hours, the clearing was packed, as well over a thousand people showed up. I couldn't wait to show up to work on Monday and collect my money. Everyone around me was quite merry as the alcohol was plentiful and the food had run out early. The shrine had turned into the centerpiece of the party as dozens of people were crowding around it. I was stunned when I saw a guy pull a knife out of his pocket and then cut open his hand. He yelled out that he was going to make a blood sacrifice to Bob and then smeared his blood all over the shrine. There was a sound like a thunderbolt which shook the ground and knocked me off my feet. I pushed myself to my knees and saw that everyone else was also lying on the ground. I stood up and gazed and round in wonder as the sky, which had been clear moments before, was now completely black and ominous. I felt a shiver run down my spine as my brain screamed at me to run. I could see movement in the forest around us and knew that death awaited us in there. A guttural voice, which emanated from everywhere at once, began demanding to know who had summoned it. I asked the voice who it was, and it promptly replied that it was Bob, the harbinger of doom. The drunken guy from earlier, who had offered their blood, started laughing their ass off and wouldn't stop repeating Bob. His laughter was quickly cut off and replaced by screams as blood began pouring from his eyes and every other orifice. He stood there for a few seconds, soaked in his own blood before collapsing to the ground. Somebody nearby let out a scream and it caused a stampede as everyone tried to escape. The stampede slowed down when small creatures began emerging from the forest. From a distance, they looked like children, but their faces looked distorted. It was only as I looked closer that I noticed that their eyes were all stitched shut and their mouths were lined with teeth that looked like spikes. 
They were quickly pinned down, and I almost vomited as the children plucked their eyeballs out and devoured them. Even from this distance, I could hear the noise as the eyeballs were crushed beneath their teeth. Pandemonium ensued as people ran off in every direction. Anyone who tried to leave the clearing was attacked by the children, and soon there were dozens of people standing around with empty eye sockets. A sense of calmness slowly spread amongst the survivors as we all tried to determine what we should do next. The children were circling us but didn't attack anyone unless we tried to leave. The guttural voice began laughing, which made my entire body break out in goosebumps. It was the most sadistic laugh I'd ever heard, and I wanted to tear off my ears to stop the sound. His laughter slowly dwindled, but it was replaced with laughter from another source. It took me a few seconds to realize it was coming from the people whose eyes had been removed. They now stood in a line facing us with their faces covered in a demonic twisted smile. One of the survivors approached one of the eyeless and started talking to him and begging him to stop. His smile widened as a yellow liquid sprayed from his eye socket and splashed the girl in the face. She didn't make a sound for a few seconds before turning around to face us. I felt my knees go weak as her face had almost melted away, leaving her skull poking through. She opened her mouth as if to say something before collapsing dead to the ground. The eyeless began moving toward us while spraying their acidic liquid in all directions. It tore through people's flesh and clothes, and soon the clearing smelled of burning flesh. It took only a few minutes before I was the only one left alive. The children all began waving at me before slowly evaporating back into the forest. The eyeless began spraying the remaining bodies, and soon there was nothing left of him but the charred grass beneath. The eyeless disappeared off into the forest, leaving me alone and terrified. The guttural voice thanked me for my offering and remembering the old ways before going silent. The sky once again brightened while I stood there, wondering how I was ever going to explain to people what happened here.